Namaste. My name is Neelima. Welcome to Reflections Along the Way podcast where you will be listening to reflections from learnings and experiences along my life's journey. In the previous episode we talked about the nature of the self and how we have to transcend the three bodies to realize our true nature we have learned that we have to do that by analyzing and discriminating these five different layers as different from the self which is called panchakosha viveka in sanskrit now this consciousness which is the enliver of each individual human being is also the same consciousness that is the substratum for the entire cosmos so in short the substratum of the microcosm the individual jiva is the same as the substratum for the microcosm the the cosmos the universe jagat in the case of the individual the substratum is called atman self uh, in the case of the macrocosm this is called the supreme reality or brahman now this consciousness that's functioning through the aggregate of all the gross bodies is called the cosmic form of the waker virat in sanskrit and the consciousness which is functioning through the aggregate of all the subtle bodies is called the creator hiranyagarbha in sanskrit that's the cosmic form of the dreamer and the consciousness functioning through the aggregate of all the causal bodies of all the total vasanas which is also known as maya is called ishvara the cosmic form of the deep sleeper so just to go through it again in the microcosm jiva level the individual level the consciousness functioning through the gross body is the waker the consciousness functioning through the subtle body is the dreamer and the consciousness functioning through the causal body is the deep sleeper in the macrocosm the consciousness functioning through total all gross bodies is virat the consciousness functioning through all the subtle bodies is hiranyagarbha and the consciousness functioning through all the causal bodies is ishvara the combination of the cosmic waker virat cosmic dreamer hiranyagarbha and cosmic deep sleeper ishvara constitutes the cosmos the macrocosm just like how the vasanas in a person are the cause for his mind and intellect which in turn are the cause for the gross body the total vasanas maya or the or ishvara is the cause of the total mind intellect hiranyagarbha which creates the total universe uh, virat so maya is therefore considered the root cause of the universe now we had discussed before that the individual jiva is comprised of perceiver feeler and thinker now the sum total of all the jivas in the world is the concept of god the lord ishvara this ishvara that's the god principle not the individual gods or deities rama krishna or shiva the particular incarnations avatars such as krishna are manifestations of the god principle so this sum total of all the jivas in the world is the concept of god ishvara consider a piece of cloth 
that has some beautiful decorative flowers woven into it by the same thread of which the cloth is made of and these patterns together these individual flowers together form a image of a beautiful flower garden this total image of a flower garden is similar to our total concept of the world which is the jagat with its oceans mountains continents countries deserts everything now in what does this piece of cloth exist does it have like a separate existence apart from the thread if we were to take out all the threads from this cloth where would the cloth be the cloth is a thread right but when we don't see the thread and we just see these patterns of the flower garden on it we accept the concept of a flower garden now this thread is a symbol for the god principle ishvara these individual decorative flowers symbolize the individual beings jivas the totality of patterns the flower garden in total that represents the total world jagat now what is the essence of this flower garden is it not the same as the thread if there was no thread then there would be no pattern right similarly if there is no god principle there would be there would have been no world all these varied forms and names nama roopa is the concept is the total concept of the world that we see but in essence this world is nothing but a pattern with the god principle as the substratum if we take away this divine principle the god principle then the entire pattern must necessarily perish just as like if there was no thread there is no cloth if all the threads are removed there is no cloth right now if we if we go one step deeper into this analogy what is a thread made up of was the thread born by itself does it exist by itself what is the cause of the thread to exist if if we look at it from the standpoint of the cloth then the thread is the cause so what is the cause for the thread so cause for the thread is cotton if there is no cotton the thread wouldn't exist right so if there is no thread the cloth won't exist neither would the patterns exist in cotton all the three the thread cloth and patterns exist and into cotton all three will go when thread patterns and cloth are destroyed the relationship between the individual ego and god is the relationship between each flower or each pattern and the thread god is this immediate transformation of that permanent truth the supreme reality and the next transformation down is the human being or the jiva in the analogy in the example explain each individual pattern is a jiva the total image of a flower garden is the jagat the thread is the god principle which is ishvara and the cotton is the supreme reality the highest truth the permanent truth brahman so according to vedanta the supreme reality undergoes no changes whatsoever just as the cotton always remains cotton we give cotton various names according to the form it takes we give it the name thread at one stage at another stage we give it the name cloth 
So according to our changing perspective and from which standpoint we are looking at stuff, the same piece of cloth changes its impression on us. When we just casually look at it, we see it as a piece of cloth. If we look a little more deeper, we see it as threads that constitute that cloth. When we take a little more closer look, then we have the vision of the cotton from which the thread is made. Once we've, we have this vision of cotton, we no longer see the difference between all these various patterns, nor between the different kinds of cloth. We know that it's the same, the essence is the same. So in, in a very similar fashion, once we have the vision of the reality that's underlying in all things, no change in name and form can take that away from us. The plurality of names and forms merges into this one reality and the substratum underlying all the things. So nothing new is ever created by anyone. A change in name and form is what creation is basically. In creating anything, there are three essential factors that are necessary, which is called the cause. So if we think of like a, a, a creation of a vase that a potter creates with clay, the three factors are the raw material, which is a material cause of the creation, which is clay. The instrumental cause, which is the equipment used in the creation, is the potter's wheel. The efficient cause is the intelligence behind that creation. And who is that? It's the potter. If we see all the different uh, vases that are created in the world, the material cause and the efficient cause are different. But when we think of the creative process of the finite, from the infinite, then the material cause and the efficient cause are one and the same. Just like the waves in the ocean, they are emerging from the ocean, they exist in ocean and then they are merging back into the ocean. Similarly, the plurality of the world is, is nothing but a play of names and forms upon the supreme reality, Brahman. And now what is the relationship between this microcosm and macrocosm? That varies depending on the individual personality. A person who has like uh, tons of vasanas imagines that there's like a big gap or difference between the microcosm and microcosm means himself or herself and the macrocosm, the world or the universe. To that person, the individual and the world and the cosmos are like poles apart. As the individual cleanses himself or herself of these vasanas and uh, in the process reducing all the ego-driven concepts such as I-ness and minus, this individual begins to find that his or her individuality is blending harmoniously with the world around him. In the final stages of evolution or progress in the spiritual path, when the ego is completely gone, then the person recognizes a perfect oneness between himself and the cosmos. There's only one reality that remains. Thank you for listening to today's reflections. If you'd like to connect with me, please visit bluishmuse.com. Until next time, Namaste.